Welcome to The Journey, a podcast series by Christ Life Ministries, focused on renewing, restoring, and equipping leaders. Hey, welcome. We're just, what, one month now into our coronavirus lockdown here in Michigan. My wife, uh, my boys, and I have been stuck, (laughs) I guess, in Glen Arbor, Michigan, I guess it's a, a, a great place to be stuck, right on the beautiful lake shore of Lake Michigan. It's just been a sweet, in many ways, a sweet, sweet time to go deep with family and to press past all the obstacles, all the distractions that normally get in the way of walking intimately with the Savior. In fact, that that's really God's desire in many different ways for us in this season is that we'd be able to look at all the difficulty in the world and choose to move our gaze from it and onto the Savior, not being disconnected from the events in the world, but as a result of having our heart, our eyes, our attention fixed on the Savior being able to actually bring something of value (laughs) to all the calamity around us. We're going to go there today. Uh, You know, this is, this is the journey podcast where what we're doing is we're, we're getting into the living room together. We're just having a real casual conversation about a healing renewal, restoration, the very things that are most important that God would want to bring to our lives to bring the most change, especially to the areas that have been wounded, have been broken and damaged as a result of life. That's what we're going to do today. This is our second session. And after I pray, I just want to hit briefly where we were in our first podcast, and then we're going to jump right into two main points that we can apply today. Man, if you've been looking for opportunities for change Maybe the doors that God might open to bring you lasting change. We're going to talk about two of those today. So God, we bow our hearts before you and real simply, you're the only one that can change a life and you're all around us. David in Psalm 139 promises us. He opens our eyes to the fact that there's nowhere we can go where your spirit isn't present. And Lord, your, your word also says that you've, you've made your home deep inside of us, that you, don't you know, the scripture says, that we're the temple of the Holy Spirit. And so God, in every way that our gaze has been on things contrary to the promises in your word, I'm asking that you would allow grace to just simply return to you today. And we trust you for that work in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, again, it's good to be with you. Uh, The last time that we were together in podcast one, we had time to hit one point. And that point was when you're beginning a journey of renewal and restoration, one of the most important parts is to get our, or starting points is to get our expectations set correctly. That really our expectations, instead of a doom and gloom, which quite frankly might be where some of us are. We, some of us have, been, have spent 
10, 20, 40 years trying to find relief, renewal, and restoration, that finding that renewal and restoration is kind of like trying to find a needle in a haystack. God would want our expectations to be set on him. That to the measure that he's called us to love him with everything and reflect him completely, that's what he's willing to do, committed to do in us to bring change. It's his work. Our work is to relinquish control, surrender to him, and allow him to work in us. So with that as the backdrop, really we want to to wade into two more aspects of life change today. And the first is one that I talk through with every leader that we get the chance to work with at Christ's Life, and that is lenses. If you're taking notes, which I would encourage you to do, just write this down, not because you need to keep track of what I'm saying, but if God's speaking to you and and there might be and there's content that that he wants to use to bring change to your life, write it down so you can go back and look at it, reflect on it tomorrow, uh, next week, and in months to come. So the first piece that we're going to hit today, again, is lenses. And, and some of you are saying, well, what do you mean by lenses? Well, it was probably seven or eight years ago, I was doing a second reading of the book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey, when I stumbled on this line. He said this, that we don't see the world as it is. We see the world as we are. In other words, we're not as objective as we'd like to believe regarding the events that are happening in life and our our perception, our, our experience of those events, that we're actually looking through all of our past history and using that as an interpretive lens to understand and as best we can navigate through Uh, the events that we're experiencing in the here and now. Does that make sense to you? That, That in everything, I mean, this is basic brain function. The reason why you can remember what key to use in in the ignition of your car when you're jumping in and heading to work in the morning or heading to the grocery store or heading to pick up your kids from school is because you have memory that serves you. The reason why you can remember your children's names, maybe your wife's name or, or your parents' names, are because you're using past memories to help you navigate the here and now. We don't have to re-praise God. We don't have to relearn everything for every moment. The question for us then is what happens when what we're drawing from is filled with wounds and brokenness. We unknowingly apply that wound, that pain, that brokenness to our current set of circumstances. Uh, in the world that I live in, that's called a 10-2 reaction. <laughs> when, when I find myself triggered and responding at a 10, when others would probably respond at a 2 if experiencing the same set of circumstances. You see, if you could see a cyclical pattern, a reoccurring pattern to your over-responses, more than likely, there's junk in the trunk or, or unprocessed wounds that, that you need to invite, we need to invite God into to bring the change that needs to occur in our lives for us to be free. Let me give you a couple quotes regarding lenses that I think are significant. The first is by Daniel Siegel. He wrote the book Mindsight. He says this, self-awareness and empathy 
are, along with self-mastery and social skills, domains of human ability essential for success in life. Of these four key skills, self-awareness lays the foundation for the rest. If we lack the capacity to monitor our emotions, for example, we'll be poorly suited to manage or learn from them. That's brilliant. Uh, Daniel Siegel has invested his life in neurobiology, uh, the, the functioning of the brain. And, and what he's saying to us is that if we're unwilling to engage a journey of understanding our history, becoming in a healthy way, self-aware, self-awareness actually uh, frees us from becoming self-obsessed. If we'll engage in the process of self-awareness, we'll learn to, by God's help, uh, begin to monitor all that's happening on the inside of us, surrender what's happening on the inside of us, ask God to step in and renew and restore our perspectives of life so that we're able to interact with the here and now more and more free from the things that trigger us, upset us, and cause us to over-respond. I think that's brilliant. Warren Bennis, he's a, a writer on leadership. I love using leadership work in the journey because, quite frankly, most of the, the senior pastors I work with are, are hungry both for good leadership material, encouragement, and also renewal and restoration. This is what Warren Bennis says in his book on becoming a leader. By examining and understanding the past, we can move into the future unencumbered by it. We become free to express ourselves rather than endlessly trying to prove ourselves. Boy, that's powerful. This is Jonathan Edwards in the book, Religious Affections. He says, The old wounds that refuse to mend must be probed to their depths before they can be healed. Do you get that? Again, the lenses that we use in life reveal much about what's beneath the surface of our lives. That if we find ourselves regularly triggered, regularly over-responding in certain key sets of circumstances, we can be sure that the work that God wants us to do is a work of inviting him to come and help us understand the pain and brokenness and then bring the processing that we've never received to those areas of brokenness so that we can be truly set free. Oh, that's that's great news. And let me tell you, I mean, just as a person that's on the journey with you, that's exactly what God's done in me. He, he, he doesn't want us to just see the pain and understand where it came from. He wants us to invite him into it and bring his processing, you know, in John 16, the work of the Holy Spirit, the counselor, is, is in part to lead us into all truth. And as we can imagine, our areas of pain are also epicenters for sin in our lives. God's totally committed to speaking to us, helping us understand our brokenness from his perspective And when he gives us this new perspective, it changes everything. Distorted perspectives are dislodged, and freedom quickly comes. So far, we've uh, talked about expectation regarding healing. It should be off the charts. Number two, we've talked about lenses that that we don't see the world as it is, but we see the world as we are. And so 
as a result, we should be super motivated <laughs> to understand who we really are. Understand the junk that's in the trunk so that we can experience God's healing. And finally, what we're going to talk about is the structures of healing. I, I still remember this moment like it was yesterday. My wife and I were in Ashland, Ohio at Healing Care Ministries, which is a ministry that's led by Dr. Terry Wardle. And Terry was going through what he calls the structures of healing. Now, we've changed some of the words and the lingo along the way, but the idea is the same. That our unprocessed wounds, damaged experiences, which, by the way, also includes damaged messaging, will always produce. If it's not processed properly, if we don't have a mom or a dad or a brother or an uncle or an aunt, somebody that that cares, that has a godly perspective regarding the damaging things that we've experienced in life, those unprocessed wounds will turn into distorted perspectives. These distortions are underneath the surface messaging or, or, or lies that we believe about ourselves and the people around us. These distortions will turn into disruptive emotion. And disruptive emotion perpetuates dysfunctional lifestyle choices or unhealthy living. So again, the four pieces that are important to understand are that unprocessed wounds lead to distortions. Distortions lead to disruptive emotion, and disruptive emotion perpetuates unhealthy living. Now, I've got to tell you, when I first heard Terry uh, lay this out, I had two predominant emotions. <laughs> One was, I was just ticked off. I mean, I've got a Bible degree, a master's degree. I have, at that point, 20 or 18 years of full-time pastoral ministry. And, and I'd never heard a helpful explanation of brokenness and really how to navigate through it in a healthy way. The other emotion that I felt was was the beginnings of hope. It was almost like the sun of righteousness was rising with healing in his wings in my life. That that to understand the nature of brokenness gave me hope that that God could untangle it. That that it was no longer a mystery. It, it took 120 seconds, but my brokenness was no longer a mystery. And I just bowed my heart before God. And and even in that moment, as He continued to lecture. I just said, God, I commit my heart to you with all its brokenness. I'm seeing maybe more clearly than ever before the nature of my pain and the fact that you want to be my deliverer, my healer. That moment set off a season of six months of dynamic change that God brought to me, where he processed for me unprocessed wounds, dislodged distortions, began to dissipate disruptive emotion, and began to change patterns that were in my life that that weren't all that healthy. And the encouragement that I want to give you today is that if you would be willing to do nothing other than humble your heart before God and just say, would you help me, God, understand the distortions that are underneath 
this disruptive emotion, this anxiousness, this fear, this tension, this depression that I regularly feel. If you'll give him space to do that work, you'll find a God who is more than willing to draw close, draw near, and bring the change that he's longed to bring you for for years. The question is, are you willing in this moment to humble your heart before God, admit that you're unable to change, bring the change to yourself, and allow God to heal you? It might just start right now. God, would you come in your mighty power? And would you give us awareness, a spirit-led, prompted, filled awareness in our lives, leading to freedom from the unprocessed wounds and distortions in our lives? Lord, I just really believe that this is the very heart of, of the sanctification process, this process where you're untangling a, a life that's been lived independently from you, from a Christ-filled, led, surrendered life. It's the new life you've designed us to live. And so, God, because we know it's your will to do this work in us, We submit ourselves with just this growing sense of expectation and hope. Healer, come. Come and do the work that's necessary in us for us to be the men and women that you've designed us to be in this generation. And we thank you. We're so grateful for you. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope this has been helpful to you. Uh, I'm looking forward to spending more time with you. We'll see you real soon.